0: America Park to Jackson Field. We've got the sports opinions that matter to you from the Driven Collision Studios. We make friends by accident on the game 7:30 a.m.
1: The views and positions expressed in this program are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the views and positions of the game 7.30 a.m. Some may find the content of this program controversial or offensive. Time to break the game. Put on your big boy pants and buckle up. This isn't a safe space for weak takes or whining. You can say that this sports radio show is offensive-minded. Call the show at 517-300-4263. Text or call us through the game, 730 a.m. M. Message the game, 730 a.m. on
2: Facebook. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Yeah, yeah. Beanie's back. Tell a friend.
1: your host and professional hellraiser, Beanie Howell.
3: Welcome in. That's an appropriate tune for today. All of the pearl clutching and hand-wringing going on in the college football universe.
4: Uh Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the mundus.
3: Yeah, the entire college football industry does. Anyway, welcome in. Glad to have you. So much to get to. Ready to roll on this Monday. Got a million things to do. So let's dig right in. Sorry, Prince, I got to turn you down. We got to get serious, get down to business here. I've observed a couple of absolutely fascinating phenomena since Saturday. so the last 36 hours or so, I guess. One, I never knew there were so many Florida State fans around here. And two, there's an alarming number of you out there who seem to think that fairness, common sense, or even just general decency are values that exist in college football. Have you been paying attention at all since, oh, I don't know, forever? Guys, this is a sport that was played for 145 years before someone in charge finally decided it would be better to determine things on the field as opposed to within the imaginations of writers. Now, this is a both things can be true situation. Yes, Florida State did everything right everything not just talking about 12 and 0 13 and 0 ACC title they did that too but they also went out and did something not a lot of power five schools do they scheduled a major power five non-conference foe played them at a neutral location to start the season and not only beat them beat the hell out of them so let's go through Florida State's resume schedule an actual power five opponent in the non-conference check have a heisman contender check get to 12 and 0 check win conference title check that's all true but it's also true and frankly undeniable that as currently constituted post jordan travis's leg disintegrating the seminoles simply are not one of the best four teams in the country not even close I don't even think like they're a top fifteen team. Did you see the ACC title game? I did. I watched that instead of the Big Ten title game because I knew what was going to happen there. I watched the entire ACC championship game between Florida State and Louisville. FSU's unimpressive sixteen to six win. Did you know that was their first victory over a ranked opponent in six weeks, and just their third the entire season? Everyone ahead of them in the CFP rankings had more ranked wins than that. Also, don't forget that the ACC is obviously the worst Power 5 conference this year, and I'm not so sure it's close, and that's saying something because the Big Ten is pretty special itself. Only three of the ACC's 14 teams cracked the final regular season rankings. That's the worst mark among the Power 5. Again, I'm not sure Florida State belonged in, even with a healthy Jordan Travis. But we don't have to play in hypotheticals. Imagine this Florida State team without Jordan Travis taking on Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama, or Georgia. Florida State couldn't move the ball against Louisville on Saturday night. They threw for a meager 55 yards And that was against a defense that's barely ranked in the top half of the nation's past defenses. All of the other five teams we've mentioned ahead of the Seminoles are better. Not just better, but would chase this current Florida State team out of the playoffs in a hurry. And anyone who's even barely paid attention this season knows it. It sucks. I know. I feel bad for Florida State, too. Did you see Jordan Travis tweet over the weekend he wished he had broken his leg sooner so that that, the rest of his team could have a longer sample size to show that it wasn't just him and that they still deserved a playoff bid? That's awful. That's terrible. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for all of them. But don't forget the reason we're here. Why is this even a thing? Because the powers that be concocted this four-team playoff a decade ago, knowing full well that there are more Power Five conferences, five, than playoff spots, four. That's why we're here. But look, it's just the latest instance of uh, college football's time-honored legacy, which of course is blatantly rejecting reality and results that actually occurred on the field in favor of a fictional version of events that more conveniently aligns with the narratives within the heads of the writers and power brokers who have and continue to bastardize this sport beyond recognition. But there is good news. We don't have to worry about this going forward. Power five conference champions will get auto bids starting next year when we go to 12. Now conference championship games could be an endangered species, but that's another topic. Even so, with auto-bid set up, you can still bet there will always be someone aggrieved. You only have to look to college basketball for proof of that. The NCAA tournament takes 68 teams every year. And still, every Selection Sunday, we have to suffer the bitching of some 14-loss team with the biggest victim complex this side of Michigan fans. But despite all this bs You do have to give the college football playoff committee some props. In response to a heretofore unseen in magnitude real-time cheating scandal, the Big Ten issued an in-effect on Sunday's, excuse me, in-effect on Saturday's only suspension of Michigan's head coach, the NCAA citing its own red tape declined to act in season. Despite Michigan's unprecedented improprieties striking directly at the heart of the game's very integrity. The college football playoff committee, though, took a different tact. Now, despite saying six weeks ago that the committee saw U of M scandal as an NCAA issue, not a college football playoff issue. They reversed course on Sunday and they did something the Big Ten and the NCAA had no interest of doing, at least end season. And that was actually punishing Michigan. And make no mistake, what the committee has done represents coming down on Michigan in the harshest possible way. And that, of course, would be setting Michigan up on a CFP semifinal date with a suddenly revitalized, suddenly peaking And now, as a result of all this conjecture and narrative, completely pissed off Nick Saban in Alabama. (laughs) Can you imagine what Nick Saban's reaction was on Sunday when he saw that they did get in as the four seed, which, by the way, is supposed to be the last team in, which means they should get the toughest draw. And (laughs) Alabama draws Michigan. A team that has been absolutely mediocre for three straight weeks against the likes of Maryland, Ohio State, and Iowa. And on top of that, if that weren't enough punishment for Michigan meted out by the committee, on top of it, Nick Saban gets a month to prepare for that U of M offense that has been a sputtering mess. Not just the last three weeks, but for basically... Any game Michigan has played against a Power 5 opponent recently. Look, Jim Harbaugh likes to quote the Bible when it's convenient to his narrative or he's entertaining the fawning local media or he's attending an anti-abortion rally. Which, by the way, only he can get away with. You name any other big-time college football coach who could take part in some kind of very obviously politically charged event and not get an insane Amount of controversy over. But yeah, he likes to quote the Bible, which is fine. I like to quote the Bible. Hey, everyone knows I come from a long line of holy rollers down south. I'm all for invoking biblical verse. And so is Jim Harbaugh. It's fitting then that the college football playoff committee has gone old testament on Harbaugh in Michigan. Delivering them and their sputtering offense into the hands of this suddenly surging and pissed off Alabama team. Again, in an especially biblical twist, Saban has a month to prepare for Michigan. It seems cruel. It seems over the top. Like God flooding the world. Or turning Sodom and Gomorrah into ash and people who looked back (laughs) into pillars of salt. Yeah, it is a, it's a damning penalty. It really is. The first true repercussions Michigan has suffered for this unprecedented cheating scandal. Totally biblical. Now, Jim, you like to quote the Bible when it's convenient to you. You got to take your medicine. You just have to here. And I got to be honest, as I'm watching that playoff selection show yesterday, and I see that fourth and final spot, filled in with that crimson and white i could only think of one thing
5: ezekiel 25 17 the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name
2: is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee.
3: Now, I'm not a proselytizer, unlike virtually my entire family. Half from Tennessee, half from Arkansas. Long line of pastors and Sunday school teachers, including my dear old dad, who's probably listening right now. Maybe that makes me a bad Christian. But I'm not in the business of trying to convert people. I'm a flies with honey kind of guy, not vinegar. But listen, like the college football playoff committee did yesterday, I'm going to completely change course here. Because I'm reaching out all the I'm reaching out to all of you on the other side of the radio who may not have found salvation. You know, you may be atheist or you may be like Dr. J, just plain unsure, agnostic, which of course is just a fancy way of saying you're an atheist without the balls to commit. But that's okay, whatever the case. If you're unsure of the nature of this reality and you wonder if there really is a higher power, I need you to lay your hands on the radio right now. And think about what happened yesterday. Think about Michigan getting off Scott clean for the last two months. The only actual penalty they endured was their head coach being sat down for four hours on three straight Saturdays when they totally didn't need them all. And that obviously proved true on the football field. They got away Scott free. The biggest cheating scandal in an SOB long time. And it looked like they were going to continue to get away with it. And it looked like there really was no honor among thieves, as Dusty Rhodes and Steve Goff would say. And it looked like cheaters actually do prosper. But then, the one and only God, the living God, the God of Abraham, he used as his instrument, as he so often does, us. And he used the college football playoff committee to exact glorious vengeance. And if you're unsure about the existence of that one living God. Well, I don't know what else you need to see. Do
2: you see the light? Have you seen the light? And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee.
3: Now I'll give Michigan some credit. They're putting on a brave face, but they know what's coming. As sure as I know, that lake of fire is probably waiting for me. (laughs) they know a lake of fire is coming up in four weeks. And it may not be bright orange or even blue flames, but it's going to be crimson. And it's going to hurt. It's going to burn away that sin. It's going to burn away that impropriety. It is going to make clean this filthy college football program. Just like God used the College Football Playoff Committee as his instrument to exact this glorious vengeance, he will also use Nick Saban and his NFL laden Alabama Crimson Tide roster to purify Michigan football, to begin the purification process, and most importantly, to lay that old testament vengeance and justice upon them. And it is going to be glorious. I'll give him credit, though, seriously. Give Michigan credit. Putting on a brave face. Not easy to do when you know literally God is not on your side. But they're doing it. Jim Harbaugh yesterday after the college football semifinal date Michigan has with Alabama was announced. Quote, we're excited to face them. Blake Horam, quote, we're not going to go in there saying, oh, this is Alabama, a team that's one and one and one and one. No, we're that team. Mm. Well, as has been the case with Michigan football so much lately, their actions don't exactly line up with their words. What do I mean? Take a listen. This is sound courtesy of ESPN. This is from inside the massive, it looks like a hotel conference room in Indianapolis, I'm sure, where Michigan football, including the players, staff, looks like some families in there. And they're watching the college football playoff selection show yesterday morning. And you take a listen to the reaction of this crowd. These are the players, coaches, staff, and families of Michigan football. You take a listen to their reaction to finding out in real time that they're playing Alabama in this CFP semis. And you tell me if this sounds like a group of people that's excited. I'm going to go back to right when Reese Davis says number four, Alabama. Take a listen. One more time, right when he says Alabama. Now, did that sound like a bunch of people that are excited? Because that's not what I heard. I heard an audible gasp from a group of people a room full of guilty grifters realizing their jig is up and their uppance has inevitably come.
2: That's what I heard. You hate to see it, but more than that, you love to see it.
3: By the way, Blake Coram here again. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, we're not going to go in there saying, oh, this is Alabama, a team that's one and one and one and one. No, we're that team. Are you, though? are you yeah um last i checked nick saban has six crystal footballs since your last half of one also it, it doesn't matter any way you cut these stats up this is a man versus a boy bowl record under current head coaches alabama 16 and 6 731 percentage michigan 1 and 6 143 playoff record under current head coaches Alabama nine and four, seven hundred win percentage. Michigan zero and two. College football championships under current head coaches: Alabama has three, Michigan zero. National championships under current head coach: Alabama six, Michigan none. Yeah, well, look, I guess you're not that team, Blake. And as it turns out, Corum knows as little about his own team's actual accomplishments as he purports to know about LLC ventures with Connor Stallions operated in his own name. Mm-mm-mm. By the way, that reminds me. Listen to the sound of Blake Corum around the same time yesterday. Okay, this is right after the announcement. Media pulls Blake Corum away and asks him what he thinks. What did you think, right when you saw on the screen Alabama got that last spot and that's your date in the CFP semis? Here's Blake Corum yesterday. Yes, man. So, like, Your first thought when Alabama popped on the screen, and that was the matchup. It is going be a good matchup, you
6: know. First thought was, you know, I would hate to be Florida State, <laughs> <laughs> you know, go undefeated all season and not get in.
3: You know, it sucks, but uh... hate to be Florida State. Mm, feel so bad for them. Poor Florida State. What a shame. They were wronged in the wrongest of ways. To any Michigan fan listening, stop. I don't care if you actually went there or if you're Walmart, Wolverine, whatever, you're outright cultist. Anyone who wears maize and blue, if you can hear my voice right now, stop. Stop pretending that you all of a sudden are taking up the cause of the meek and disenfranchised. Just be honest. You don't want that crimson tide smoke. You wanted to play the same FSU team that didn't, compete, didn't complete a non-screen pass against Louisville in the ACC title game until damn near halftime. That's what you really want. This has nothing to do with what's right. You couldn't care less. You wanted a CFP semifinal bye. And you know what? That's okay. Just be real about it. But you can't do that, can you? Honesty is just out of the question for this group. You just can't do it. Twitter is inundated with a campaign from Michigan media fans. Really, they're one in the same. People with that yellow lightning bolt emoji that they think looks like an M in their Twitter user handle have taken taken over the, the social media platform in the last 24 plus hours, and they want everyone to know how wrong it was that Florida State was left out, how badly they feel, how Florida State earned that last spot over Alabama. None of them mentioned, though, that that would come with it. A huge advantage for U of M. And get them out of playing a team that they're scared of, and rightfully so, the most successful college football program this millennium probably the goat of college football head coaches who gets one month to prepare for their sputtering offense. Instead of facing that, they'd face a now quarterbackless Florida State team. Just be honest, that's what you wanted. And that's fine. That's a normal reaction. I don't want to play this team that I know is going to kill us. I'd rather play this team that's playing with one hand tied behind its back. Yes, that's normal. But you can't do it. Too damn arrogant. It's not who you are. And that brings me to my last point. I believe there are some people out there who are genuinely troubled by the playoff committee's actions here. I believe that. I know some of you are having a hard time with it. Some of you are apoplectic. Some of you can't stomach it. Some of you are disgusted to the point where you're thinking about just quitting college football. Look, I got no beef with that. I understand. Now, I think you're a little naive if you didn't, if you didn't think this was coming. I, I think you're a little naive if you didn't know this is kind of the modus operandi of college football for ever, 150 years or whatever it is. But I don't blame you for being upset by it. Look, I I tried to get out in front of this a week ago. I think it was literally six days ago. We spent a good, what? We spent a whole segment on a total BS edition here when the Dewitt Dream was in here, trying to prepare you, laying the case against Florida State that they don't belong in without Jordan Travis. Hell, I don't think they belonged in with him. You know where I stand on it, but that doesn't mean I can't understand where you're coming from. I get it. It seems like, from your perspective, that the playoff committee wasn't interested in the results on the field and instead wanted to go with what they thought was right. They didn't need it decided on the field because they know the way it should shake out. They know better than the actual results. I understand that that's upsetting. I get it. It reminds me of the dearly departed Mike Leach. May he rest in peace. Back in 2017, when he was the head coach of Washington State, Mike Leach, as he was known to do, went on a bit of a tirade during one of his press conferences. And look, I'm someone who thinks they got it right this year by leaving Florida State out. And a week ago, I was on here bitching because I thought for sure they were going to keep them in and effectively give someone a bye in the semis of the playoff this year. They didn't do that. I'm pleasantly surprised. But listen, here's Mike Leach talking about the very issue that caused this.
5: It is, the, is the mind-numbingly short-sighted notion that four teams for a playoff, you know, somehow establishes something and that that's a very clever approach. I mean, that's such a brilliant approach. That's why everybody does it that way, you know. I mean, nobody does it that way. I mean, if we're so smart, wouldn't all the other sports say, I don't want, let's have a committee, you know, because why not? Because, you know, we're American. We love committees. Let's get us a committee. Well, who should be on the committee? Well, I don't know. This guy's a good guy. Let's have him on the committee. Well, I mean, there's people on the committee that don't even have remote associations with football, nor have they at any level other than being a fan. But you know what? Let's have them on a committee. Why not? And then, um, I mean, it'd be fun. We'd go to that resort we could talk, we could hang out at dinner, and then we'll decide which four teams should go. Because you know why? We don't need to solve this on the field because we're the ones that know. And then, um, um, so, I mean, you know, if we're going to do it that way, we should just ask them at the beginning of the season, you know, just go ahead and you guys vote on it, figure out one, two, three, and four, and why why even have the games. To me, I mean, it's not a playoff. There's nothing playoff about it. And, and 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 this is even if we make it, even if we make it, my thoughts don't change um um I, I mean how can you how can you call it a playoff when when there's four teams uh conference champions don't even necessarily make the playoffs because you know why because the committee knew better
3: that's exactly right, from his lips to God's ears think about it for a second it is it's so on brand for college football to do this. And again, I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who agrees with the decision to leave Florida State out. But there's nuance in this world, and the theme of the show here in 2023 has been both things can be true. To me, it's obviously and incontrovertibly true that Florida State did not belong in the playoff. Even before, in my opinion, Jordan Travis's leg exploded, let alone since... But it's also true that this is a really stupid system. We have, like Mike Leach so eloquently put it, a bunch of people who have no association with football, aside from watching it just like you or me, charged with the biggest responsibility and duty in the entire sport. Does that make any freaking sense? It doesn't. But then again, that's college football hearkening back to its roots. Keep in mind, again, for one and a half centuries, this game had been played for damn near one and a half centuries before someone in a position of influence stood up and said, hey, guys, I know we've always done it this way, but what if we... What if we determined who's the best by letting the teams figure that out on the field instead of letting our writers or computers... Tell us what would happen if they actually played each other on the field. Par for the course. That's this thing's legacy, man. Always has been, probably always will be. If you're someone who, like me, by the way, also hates the NFLization of college football, and I'm not just talking about the postseason, but, you know, that's what NIL is and the transfer portal is. It's free agency, right? Right. If all of this bothers you and now the the postseason going in that direction, well, buckle up. It's just going to continue going in that direction. I I hate to break it to you. I'm just I'm just trying to help you out, honestly. But look, the point was all of this was completely avoidable. No, I'm not talking about going back a decade when they sat down and decided a four-team playoff in a sport that has five Power 5 conferences was a good idea. Nope. No, I'm not even going that far back. The big issue here right now is that Florida State got left out after going 13-0 and doing literally everything a team is asked to do in order to make the playoffs. The first ever undefeated Power 5 champion to be left out of the playoff. It took a decade, and it's in the last year of this four- Four team playoff, but four team format. But it actually finally happened. We're right back where we started with the stupid computers, and before that, the stupid writer is unilaterally choosing this crap. Same result, just a different road there. Same destination. We just took the scenic route this time, I guess. But it was all avoidable. It was all avoidable as recently. as As Sunday morning. Again, this all boils down to Florida State being left out. There was just one too few spots. If there were just one more spot, Florida State gets in. We don't have all this pearl clutching going on, right? If only there were an obvious solution staring this committee square in the face. If only one of the teams ahead of Florida State... Could have been left out instead. Maybe because of a historically awful real-time in-season cheating scandal. Michigan gave the committee a lifeline unlike any other. I'm still just blown away. By the blatant shamelessness of it all. We have people out there, talking heads, across ESPN, everywhere else, TV, radio, internet, whatever. People who are paid top dollar to effectively be commentators on this sport. And all of them, to a letter, to a T, to a man, to a woman, are avoiding the easiest, most obvious solution to this issue. And what gets me about it is the people out there wringing their hands the loudest about Florida State being left out. Their reasoning is it's not right. Florida State being excluded after going thirteen and zero and winning their conference championship just because their quarterback got hurt isn't right. It's unfair. Kind of like a team cheating on for two and a half freaking seasons and still being allowed to compete in the postseason that year. There was a slam dunk here. Let me get my sports analogies aligned. There was a 90-yard touchdown bomb wide open to just be hauled in real easily, but they didn't have the courage of their convictions to do it. Instead, they'd rather create all this firestorm over Florida State. I hope the reason wasn't that they were afraid of the backlash from U of M. Because you get that anyway over the Florida State thing. The difference is, if the committee had just left Michigan out because of the cheating, the backlash you would have gotten over that would have been just from Michigan fans. Just from the cult which you're going to get anyway when you do anything less than completely kowtow to them. But with this Florida State thing, you got the whole damn country on your back. Every fan base outside of, you know, the four who benefited from it and then Florida State's rivals, every other fan base is pissed off about this. What I'm pissed off about is the people clamoring the loudest and criticizing this move the loudest are invoking integrity as to why this is such a calamity, why this is so unthinkable and unconscionable to leave Florida State out. Are you kidding me? There's a team in the field sitting at number one who's basically been the KGB of college football for three seasons in a row, and no one is saying a thing. Elephant in the room? More like communist apparatchik in the room. We've got college football writers, talking heads, whatever. Other coaches, they're all out there bitching up a storm that Florida State got left out. Meanwhile, Vladimir Putin is sitting in the room, richer than ever, Loading up on firearms, fat and sassy, experiencing absolutely no consequence for his actions. No one wants to call that out. Hey, look, I know that's the way things work around here. (laughs) I get it. I know. I know. College football makes no sense. It's very stupid. Always has been. (laughs) Name of the game around here is complete and utter hypocrisy. I know. But even for a sport with a foundation of silliness and abject, you know what this is still pretty bad. They've dug out a crawl space beneath their all-time low. If I have to hear Booger McFarland or, I don't know, any of these guys on ESPN do another soliloquy about Florida State on any of these anonymous shows... If I have to hear one more soundbite, if I, if I have to see one more Twitter clip of Dan Mullen waxing poetic about Florida State without a single mention of the number one team in the rankings, basically being, I don't know, Boris and Natasha for the last three years and getting off scot-free? What?! You can't have one without the other if you're serious. If this is really about integrity, if this is really about doing what's right, then when you're bitching about Florida State getting screwed over, and that's a fine opinion to have, it only is legitimate if you also bring up, you know, they should be in this field over Michigan, considering Florida State did everything they're supposed to do, including not cheating! It's not just them either. I mean, I think you make the case Florida or Florida. I think you make the case Georgia belongs in over Michigan. They lost by three points to the SEC champion. And by the way, they had won 29 consecutive games at that point. Now, you got to go back three years to find Georgia's last loss before Saturday. Back-to-back national champions. I am genuinely shocked they were left out of the field. I really am. And I'm not saying that to take up their cause. I believe if you have to pick one between Georgia and Alabama, it should be Alabama considering they beat them head to head. Well, who am I to say that? I'm just employing common sense and going off the results on the field. That's not what college football is all about, but I digress. Point is, I thought we were hurtling toward an inevitability of there being two SEC teams in. I honestly thought that's what was going to happen. I was thought we were going to wake up Sunday and then get that. I thought Texas was going to get screwed, despite beating Alabama under the lights in Tuscaloosa decisively, handing Alabama its worst ever home loss under Saban. Now I'm glad that that was avoided. Sure, and honestly, I'm not upset about this four teams. It it seems to make sense. Again, I don't think it was ever realistic that Michigan was going to be held out of any postseason. It just it just isn't realistic. It just wasn't on the table. Should it have been? I just find it interesting that everyone's so devastated and so seriously concerned about the values at the heart of college football because of the committee's decision to leave Florida State out. Not a one of them has either the balls or the brains or a combination of both. To point out hey you know what they probably Deserved a shot before Michigan considering They haven't been cheating balls to the Wall for three years Hey you know Florida State didn't get Caught with one of their assistants In a Groucho Marx Mask on Florida's sideline When Florida was playing Some unknown southern group of five school Hey, you know, Florida State probably deserves a shot over Michigan considering their coach was not suspended twice in season for two different cheating scandals. But hey, who am I? I'm just applying common sense to college football. We're here all day. You want to weigh in on it? Maybe you got gripes. We're here for it. Did the committee get it right? Yes or no? Why or why not? We'll start there. And yes, studs and duds, per usual on Mondays. A chance for you to win a $25 gift certificate to the Nuthouse House of downtown Lansing just by nominating one good and one bad performance from the weekend that was in the sports universe. Everyone who does that will be entered into a random drawing. We'll conduct it at the end of the show. And yeah, one of you walks away with that $25 gift certificate to the Nuthouse. House. Here are all the ways to get your hot takes on the committee selection, uh, studs and duds, and anything else. Here's... All the ways to weigh in with those phone line 517-342-63 email the show beanie at wvfnam.com you can use facebook search facebook for the game seven thirty a.m send us a message or comment there or use the free game seven thirty a.m app just click chat in the main menu sends over a free text to us all right we'll dig in with you already got a couple of messages to get to we'll hop on to that in the phone line and everything else in just a few minutes
0: Sure, you could listen to Static. (laughs) <laughs> or you could get the free Game 730 AM mobile app in your app store today and listen longer without the interruptions from the static. Listen live to all your favorite moments in sports and hear all the action. The Game 730 AM app also has tons of great restaurant deals for you. It's waiting for you right now in the app store today. The Game 730 AM app is powered by Driven Collision. We make friends by accident. It's
1: talking about it like he stole it. Yeah, he probably did too. Beanie Howell with offensive minded on the game, 730 a.m. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something
3: so you got beef with the committee's decision here. Florida State left out, 13-0, ACC champ. Scheduled a tough power five non-conference opponent in a neutral location, beat the hell out of them. They did everything right except keep their quarterback upright. Your thoughts on that? And look, um, I'll just slice it to you this way. Isn't there a question to be asked here that no one is asking? Specifically, who deserves a college football playoff bid more? Undefeated 13-0 and ACC champion Florida State, who is not involved in one of the largest cheating scandals in the history of this sport, or undefeated 13-0 and Big Ten champion, Michigan, who played somehow a lighter schedule than Florida State and is embroiled on multiple fronts in cheating scandals. 517 63 Don't forget studs and duds too. We'll go out to Aaron at Olivet University. What's up, man? Hello. Hello. Um, so what is
7: the committee's big objective here because I know they had something set up they had it set up so that they were thinking Georgia was going to win then it would be Washington Michigan in the Rose Bowl and then but setup up somehow didn't happen thank you Georgia for that and Florida State has to pay the price for the setup not working
3: Yeah, I I do think this was the nightmare situation for the playoff committee when Alabama beat Georgia. That screwed everything up and meant they actually had to think and and make a tough decision. So what are you saying then? You're you're saying Florida State deserved the last bid over Alabama? Uh,
7: I'm saying that they deserve the
3: bid some way. Well, it's a zero-sum game though, Aaron. If they get in, someone else isn't. So who would be the one to leave out? That's
7: the issue. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it is. <laughs> and that's all because the setup didn't work. Someone yeah. had to be left out because their setup didn't work.
3: Yeah. Well, it goes and back now, 10 years when, they'd set, when they made this thing with four spots, and they knew full well then there were five power five <laughs> champions every year. It was a bad idea from the outset.
7: Yeah, it was. And, and every year, you know, somebody's got to pay the price. I set up messed up in sure it's Florida State. And I and I feel bad for that. That should never have to be the way that this works. But that's that's and then studs and duds sure. obviously. Um my stud is Washington actually or Beating Oregon.
8: Mm
9: Mm-hmm.
7: And my dog would be the committee for having to make the tough choices that they had to make.
3: All right, man. You're in the drawing. Thanks for the call. I got full lines. Let me keep right on moving to Jeff and Lansing. What's up, man? Or, sorry, Jeff and Mason. What's up, dude?
2: (laughs) Well, last week I called Jabini and I said that if they won, Florida State had to be in. And then I watched a lot of football and some pretty good football this weekend, I think. And after watching it and the eye test, I think they got it right. Florida State went 13-0, and 0, but, boy, they didn't play very well. And no. um, I think – and I, it's hard to say this. I, I think I was wrong. I believe that they, they got it right.
3: Well, good for you, man. I mean, I was totally wrong. I thought Oregon and Georgia would both win pretty handily, and then <laughs> they both get upset. So, anyway, um, yeah, look, I, I agree. You know, I tried to get out in front of this a week ago. I, they're just – Florida State without Jordan Travis – It's just not what they accomplished the first 10 weeks or 11 weeks of the season. And frankly, that would be the case for most teams. You lose your quarterback, which is, you know, often the most important position on any team. You're not going to be the same, and that's okay. I think the problem here, though, is people are, are, are seeing that and thinking, well, Nine years ago, Ohio State was down to its third string quarterback and they got in. But the difference was that third string quarterback looked awesome in their conference title game when Florida State threw for 55 yards and just could not move the ball against a pretty mediocre Louisville defense on Saturday.
2: Yeah, it completely looked different. With Florida mm-hmm. State, they did not look like the same team. The, the game you're talking about, Ohio State, they looked pretty close to the same team. They're absolutely right. Yep. Completely off the subject, I got to ask you: Do you, do you, the Green Bay Thanksgiving Day game? Now that they went and beat Kansas City yesterday, do you feel as bad about that as you did when it happened?
3: Do I feel what about it?
2: And, and do do you feel the same? Like it was just a horrible loss for the Lions. Gotcha. Now the Green Bay's now gone to beat another pretty good team.
3: Yes. Here's what: Maybe, maybe it's getting a little bit better in my estimation that loss for the Lions. But look, I just. <sighs> Are the, are the Packers getting better? Yes, but only by virtue of their super young team and had nowhere to go but up after losing those four in a row when they dropped a three and six or whatever it was. So, so yeah, I mean, they are better. They're getting better. Love's certainly making better decisions now, but I'm telling you, it all comes down to their offensive line is giving him more time so he can process a little bit better. I just think, look, I know the Lions defense is trash and I know the Chiefs are considered a defensive team now, but dude, I, I just, maybe... But I just don't see it. I, I don't know how how you let a guy like that in this kindergarten offense the Packers have dice and slice you like that. I'll give them credit. Matt Lafleur had an excellent game plan, and they used all that pre snap motion and misdirection to really keep the Chiefs off balance and to neutralize their pass rush. So it was a good plan, and the Packers deserve credit. But remember, this I'm, I'm a cheesehead. This is coming from me, I still I, I still don't think this is a very good team.
2: I think what you're saying is. Green Bay just doesn't know anybody. They're so young, they they don't realize they should be scared of not playing this well, right?
3: Uh, maybe I don't know. I think part yeah. of it is they're so their offense is so damn young, and they've all played together the last year or two on like scout team or in, or in practice. They have good chemistry, but yeah, they. Maybe that is part of it. Maybe they just don't know any better. And now, here's what I hate about it as a Packers fan. When we were three and six, I just wanted to lose out and get a good draft pick. <laughs> now they've won three in a row. Now, if they don't make the playoffs, and they're currently in possession of the last spot, now if they don't make the playoffs, it's like this huge embarrassment, disappointment of a season. I just, I hate what they've done, but whatever. I'll roll with it.
2: You were tanking a little early, it sounds like. My stud, yeah. Northwestern Wildcats, beating number one Purdue again
8: two mm-hmm. years
2: in a row. Yep. And my dud is an NFL game that can end six to nothing. (laughs) Really, Patriots? Come on.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Every week they get somehow worse. (laughs) And and thanks for the call, Jeff. You're in the drawing. I'll move right along to uh, JC and Lansing. Hi, man.
9: Hey, how you doing? Hey, the reason I listen to you is because you're not scared to take things on and say what you think and you're bold about it. And that's why I love you. Um, Anyway... I would like to
3: have... Well, hold on. Let's address that. I appreciate you saying that. I really do. So so thanks for that. But um, as long as it's not this kind of love. Right?
9: <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I, that's why I, I like you. because There we go. That sounds better. <laughs> well, most of these talking shows on radio or whatever avoid controversy, and you don't. And that's why I listen to you. Well thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yes, now yes,
3: I want sir. you to I want you to get your all your thoughts and your studs and duds in, so go ahead.
9: Okay. I would like to have somebody stick a microphone in front of Jim Harbaugh and say how many players are playing in this championship or this year that you recruited during the downtime, the thing you got that nobody else, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's why he that's to me, that's more important than that. That that's science dealing thing. How many players played on this team if you won the national title were illegally recruited on the downtime? Now, isn't, isn't that an NCAA rule? Couldn't they take that away from them? Well, that's
3: what the first investigation and the first suspension of Harbaugh is about, goes back to that. And to be honest with you, uh, I, I'm not entirely sure who the player was that they got in trouble for talking to and, and uh, recruiting during that dead period. I'll try to find that out for you. There
9: was more than one.
3: Okay, I'll try to find that because I, I, I think we do know who, who they were. I'll try to find it.
9: Okay, but see, why don't somebody stick a microphone in his face to say, how many, team, how many guys on this team were recruited d- during the downtime which nobody else
3: did yeah well I'll, I'll tell you why i'll tell you why that won't happen have you ever watched a michigan press conference the dude has been oh, suspended I twice won't. in season for two different scandals and they want to ask him about his opinion on chickens and whether they're still a nervous bird also blake quorum Blake Coram, okay, let's talk about him for a second. Blake Coram's name is on the Articles of Incorporation for an LLC that was selling <laughs> bad used vacuums that Connor Stallions was operating. Again, he had on that LLC with Connor Stallions, it was Blake Corum's name. Now, no one since that story broke three months ago, three weeks ago, has followed up with Blake Corum about that. He he said, "Hey, my lawyers are working on it. I've never heard of this before." Okay, can someone ask him? Hey, uh, are you sure you weren't selling, <laughs> you weren't selling lemons of uh, used vacuums with Connor Stallions? Yeah. Are you sure? Instead, they want to follow him around, giving turkeys to poor people, but they won't ask him that.
9: So basically, you can cheat and get away with it.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, that's that's kind of – this isn't new, though. Michigan isn't the first. This has happened a long time in college football and basketball.
9: Well, I know that, but, but you, they're the ones that got caught.
3: Well, J.C., don't you know it's a serious penalty when you win something and you got caught cheating, so you have to have it vacated and it never actually happened? That's a serious penalty.
9: Well, Michigan's the only <laughs> team that had to do that in basketball, right?
3: Uh, they're not the only one, I don't think, but – the point is, it's not a real penalty. You know, it still happened.
9: I know a lot of schools do this and this and that, but it's blatant that they did it and yeah. shoved it in people's face by, "Hey, we're Michigan. We don't do it. We're above the law.
3: Or, well, right. Yes. That's, and also, what gets me about it is Michigan always wants to tell you how above the fray they are with everything. So think back to COVID. The COVID year, the Big Ten comes out, says we aren't playing football. Harbaugh bitches a fit and leads a demonstration of players and players' parents saying, we want to play, and they get their way. And Harbaugh says, we've come up with great COVID protocols here at Michigan. Frankly, the rest of the country should take note of us and and follow our lead. We have the best protocol. Fast forward five weeks when they're about to get 100 hung on them by Ohio State. (laughs) We have a (laughs) COVID outbreak. And now there's this. For our entire lives, all of us, whether you're 100 or you're 20, you've heard Michigan wins and wins the right way. Now this season, we've gone from that to everybody does it, and by the way, it's not that big of a deal. Just change your signs. You know what I mean? It's all BS. The blatant and shameless hypocrisy is seriously pathological. This should be studied in graduate psychology departments across the country
9: do so you think these other coaches are scared to turn Michigan in because then they're going to Michigan try to come out with stuff against them? No,
3: I don't that's think it's about – this had nothing to do with the coaches now, right? This was the committee. Uh, well, so I, I don't know what the committee's deal is. Uh, they just – So they, is
9: the NCAA still going to investigate? Yes. Okay. And they can still come down on Michigan for the other oh, stuff too, though, right?
3: Yes, I think that's all coming this off season. The thing is – uh, it, what's, well, like, it's a little too, yeah, it's it's a little too late. You know, they've already prospered from the cheating in season.
9: Well, that's what I, my point is, is how many, that's why I say, stick a microphone right. in front of the 100-ball's face and say, how many of these players are on this team that were illegally recruited sure. during the downtime?
3: I, I get it, JC, the or, problem.
9: Or how did you get 13-0 with the scandal and the cheatings or the, uh,
3: and cheeseburger cheese. and all. Yeah, I know. I, I get it. Oh, no,
9: no, no. The, the, uh, the uh, science daily thing, did, did that help you get to be 13 <laughs> at to get to the point where you're in the playoffs?
3: Well, JC, frankly, right. that would be doing the job of a journalist and uh, the people who oh, yeah, cover Michigan yeah. aren't journalists. I got to leave it there, man, just because okay. of the people can, on the line.
9: Can I do a yeah, 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 go real fast. Go. Okay. Well, Northwestern for the stud and yep. the Red Wings, Detroit Red Wings for studs.
3: Okay. I appreciate it, man. I think you meant stud for both, right? Because Northwestern upset Purdue. Uh, Caller, you're on the air. Who is this? Where are you calling from?
4: John from Holt.
3: Hi, John from Holt. Go ahead. Studs and duds and anything else? This is the mayor. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Mayor Freeburg. I'm sorry I didn't give you due deference. What's on your mind, man? No,
4: I'm sorry. Okay. uh, Studs and duds. uh, I'd say the Niners definitely for kicking the crap out of the... uh, Eagles, mm-hmm. and the Eagles are Eagles are done, in my opinion.
3: Man, I was surprised by, I mean, I thought San Francisco would win, but I didn't think it would be
4: not a game. I know. Total blowout, man. It's amazing.
3: I think that's bad news for the rest of the NFL. Uh, San Francisco, the only missing piece was the quarterback being good, and he just carved up Philadelphia.
4: I never saw the Eagles defense play that
3: bad. I know. So. I'm, I'm a little worried for the rest of the NFC, to be honest with you.
4: Hey, I, I think I'm with you on the playoff committee's uh, selections. I think Georgia should have gone over Texas. I think Georgia's a better team than Texas.
3: Oh, okay. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a problem with any of them, right? Like, so the issue is Alabama beat Georgia and Texas beat right. Alabama. <laughs> Plus, Georgia didn't right. win their conference. Alabama and Texas both did. Uh, I, I know it's like impossible to make everyone happy, right?
4: But I think 30 straight wins before a loss is, should count for something. It
3: should. I, I'm honestly surprised. I thought for sure we were going to get two SEC teams in. That's what I thought was going to happen. I got, yeah, I, th- yeah, I exactly. thought we would get, in some order, Michigan, Washington, and Bama and Georgia. That's what I thought we were headed for. Hey,
4: So are you handing the Niners the Super Bowl right now? Or? <laughs>
3: if I have to, yeah, I would give it to them. If I have to pick right now, that's yeah. The,
4: that's what I would do, too, definitely. Maybe yeah. Baby do, you, the most do you have studs comedy. and duds
3: before I get off the line with you?
4: Oh yeah, the studs. Like I said, was the uh, 49ers. And oh, the, that's right. You're Eagles.
3: sorry, man. You already gave it to me. Uh, anything else no, before be right. before I move on? No, it's
4: good to talk to you again. Have a great day. Likewise,
3: man. Appreciate it. I know you've been uh, emailing in and messaging in. Feel free to call. I appreciate it. The mayor of Holt. Wow, what a distinction. We have such movers and shakers on the show. One last call. Appreciate it, John. One last call before we get out. Caller, are you on the air. Who you call? Who are you and where are you calling from?
8: Yeah, this is Ray from Holt. Hey, man. What you got?
3: You got studs and duds
8: yeah my stud is Detroit Lions, after getting up twenty one to nothing and then letting the team back in and winning the game anyways, and the quarterback golf playing so well when he needed to at the end of the game. I thought a little bit of their offense was uh they kind of played not to lose after they got that lead, and that's not the way that team is, but I did put them down as a stud, and I put the Dud as being the committee. Yeah. Who uh, you know? Florida State, basically 13 and 0. They get left out, and they say, "Well, it's because your quarterback is hurt, and you're on a third string." Well, they still were 13 and 0 with their third string quarterback, which is pretty amazing to see them go that far. And I think that they, um, I mean, because they, uh, you know, Texas beat Alabama at one time. They said, "Well." You know, second game of the year, well, I think Alabama was a different team the second game of the year, and I think if they played now, Alabama would probably kill them, but we'll see. Well,
3: hang on, we might get that. that. We might get a national championship game rematch, which I suspect is part of the calculus here. Could you imagine if we get Alabama and Texas for the national championship this game, or this year? I mean, that'll be a dream come true for all of the powers that be.
8: Yeah, that would be real interesting, and... That would be something because Michigan not wait, making it after all this cheating stuff and they're saying they're the number one team. Well, now they can <laughs> prove it. They can beat Alabama. Sure. They can prove that they're that good. If they don't beat Alabama, then they just need to sit back and be quiet and hardball say nothing. because.
3: Okay, Ray, listen, you're a very reasonable, level-headed guy. You don't seem to get too high or too low, so I feel like you're the perfect foil to me. So I'm going to run an idea by you, and you tell me how you feel about it. Okay? You ready? Uh Uh-huh. There ain't no damn way Michigan's beating Alabama with that offense sputtering against the Big Ten teams they've sputtered against the last three weeks and Nick Saban having a month to prepare for him.
8: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Saban is such a good coach, and he's been such a good coach, and when he has that much time to prepare a team for another team, he just... He doesn't usually lose. The only one he has lost yeah. to is Georgia a few times. But beyond that, and, you know, their players have really picked up their game. Their quarterback is playing really good now. And, you know, I think Michigan's going to have their problem. The big thing with Michigan is their quarterback is, I think, the thing that makes their team go. And he's going to have to play an exceptional game for them to beat Alabama.
3: I think so, too. And I don't think it'll happen. So thanks for the call, Ray. I appreciate it. You're in the drawing, too. Look, here's what it comes down to. Alabama has better players. That doesn't mean Michigan doesn't have good players. They do. They're probably going to put damn near 20 guys in the NFL draft this April. But Alabama has better players. Alabama has five stars across the board. Alabama has a better coach. In fact, he's the best coach arguably ever. And his track record suggests it's damn near impossible to beat him when he has a month to prepare for you, even if you have a high-flying dominant offense, which, let's check, does Michigan have that kind of offense? Yeah, you ain't what you've been the last couple of years. So what's J.J. McCarthy, who, by the way, hasn't looked anything special through the air this year, what's it going to be like for J.J. McCarthy on 3rd and 10? Because Corum and Edwards don't pick anything up on 1st and 2nd down. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's going to be tee-off time on him. And if they couldn't keep him upright in Beaver Stadium, what's it going to be like with Alabama coming after him on third and long? I just I think it has the potential to get real ugly. I'll be interested to see how that line changes as we get closer to the game. Back after these words, Bird.
0: the Detroit Red Wings are back for another season on the Lansing Sports Network.
6: The Score on the back end
0: lansing's big talker 1240 wjim never miss a game again whether you're on the go or just like doing it the old-fashioned way and sitting around the the radio every face off and every playoff can be heard on lansing's exclusive home for detroit red wings hockey 1240 wjim lansing's only home for hockey he stretched during that time out. We're back, back for, for more, more sports. sports. It's the game, 7.30 a.m. Uh, I think I pulled a hammy. WWV. Refn. B- F- 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 w- F- F- East Lansing. A town square media station. Game, 7.30 a.m. Lansing's only sports station. Everything you need to power. Arena to Little Caesars Arena. We've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident. On the game, 7 30 a.m. It's
7: just another panic Monday. Ooh, I wish it was Sunday.
3: 524 in your capital city. Glad to have you with us. So um question for you today is what you make of the way the playoff field shook out. You got gripes, beefs, complaints, maybe you love it. I'm not going to redo my opening monologue just by virtue of I don't have time. If you missed it, we podcast each and every episode of this show offensive minded. You can find it for free wherever you get your podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, whatever. Just search for Offensive Minded. They're up like 10 minutes after we go off air each day. So if you want to hear my thoughts on it in full, unabridged, you can find it there. I led the show with it today. But, you know, I guess the uh, Spark Notes version goes something like this. I didn't think Florida State belonged even with a healthy Jordan Travis. So, of course, I'm good with them being left out. I thought that was the right call. I'm glad Texas didn't get screwed over and Alabama got in over them. That's what I thought we were headed for. I thought we were going to get Georgia and Bama both in. I'm frankly shocked we didn't. I'm okay with this draw. I'm fine with it. But my bigger thing is, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, you know, I'm pretty critical of the media given my career. And I'm about at capacity for how much I can tolerate talking hands uh, talking heads wringing their hands. <laughs> talking heads. <laughs> like the hamburger helper mitt? Anyway, uh, I'm about at my wits end with all these talking heads kvetching over Florida State getting screwed. And that doesn't mean I I dis, I don't disagree. I mean, come on. You go 13-0 and 0 and win your conference title, you should probably get in. It's never not happened this way. So I get it, but also I don't think they were belonging even before the quarterback got hurt. But the point is, what gets me is I hear all of these college football experts, people in my own chosen field of work out there crying for Florida State and saying this isn't right. What happened to them is not fair. Well, what's wrong with that, Beanie? Well, nothing's wrong with that in a vacuum. But if the whole point is, Florida State suffered some tremendous indignity by way of what happened to them was not right. It wasn't fair. I'm pissed off that these same people that won't shut up about that point don't have either the mental capacity and or testicular fortitude to point out the obvious solution. Michigan should have been left out. If your point is Florida State got wronged, because what happened wasn't right and wasn't fair, then how can you be okay with Michigan being in the field at all? Historic cheating scandal that was still going on this year. Reasonable minds agree this is all going to get wiped out anyway. Why let them in? It's not going to count. All it's doing is screwing over a deserving team in the here and now. And that deserving team everyone seems so concerned about. Florida State, well... They're in, they're in if anyone who pretends to care right now had the balls or the brains or both or neither, whatever, to leverage some pressure on the committee to do the right thing here. If you're someone that is losing sleep over poor Florida State because them being left out after going undefeated and winning their power five conference, it's so unconscionable. And it's so against the integrity of college football. It's so anathema to the spirits of college football. I would ask you, isn't everything Michigan did here the last three seasons completely anathema to that same spirit of competition and the integrity of this sport? And in a just world, a just and fair world, which we don't live in, by the way, but if we did, wouldn't it make sense to remove the cheaters to make way for the team that earned it without a historic cheating scandal or two? Food for thought. Also, sorts of studs and duds edition of the show. Chance for you to win a $25 gift certificate of the Nuthouse of downtown Lansing just by nominating one good and one bad performance from the weekend that was in sports got a lot of people already in let me catch up on let me catch up on some some digital submissions here all right t.s in grand ledge says beanie you're right fsu doesn't belong in going off the eye test michigan doesn't belong either this is coming from a non-cult like fan and then t.s in grand ledge gives his four it goes washington one georgia two texas three alabama four I mean, okay, I I guess. Um, I would just say, like, I don't have a problem with that four. I would just say, how can Georgia be ahead of Alabama, who just beat them head-to-head on a neutral site in a conference title game? And then if Georgia, you know, if Georgia's behind Alabama, don't they also have to be behind the team that beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa? by double digits I'm fine with your four TS I would just go number one Washington number two Texas number three Alabama number four Georgia and I honestly thought we were going to get something like that except instead of Texas it would be Michigan and by the way how come Washington isn't number one I mean Washington won the better league played the far better competition and beat a far better team this weekend I don't know Not that it matters. I mean, I guess it does matter. I think Michigan fans would much rather be playing Texas this weekend or Washington this weekend. I mean, in like four weekends. Instead of Alabama. Ah, but, you know, the burden of being number one, am I right? Jeff in St. John says, stud Washington for beating Oregon twice. Dud Iowa for not even being able to make a field goal. Yeah, when Michigan... Went up 3-0. I I was joking, but I was like, that's it. (laughs) They've got enough to win. (laughs) By the way, with Iowa, man, how can Iowa fans stomach this? It's the fakest 10 wins every year. You know, I'm watching that game. Obviously, Iowa's defense is good, but I don't think it's up there with some of these great, as I call them, Cornwall defenses. It's not... One of his better defenses is what I'm saying. Still really good, but honestly, if Michigan State and Iowa flip flop places this year, what would their records be? I think Iowa would be at best seven and five. Excuse me, at best six and six because you got to count um, Washington in there. So I think Iowa is probably six and six, and State is probably seven and five. Yeah, probably seven and five. Yikes. Thank God that alignment is going away. I can't wait to see what all these Big Ten West teams look like when they don't have, when they don't have that imaginary border protecting them anymore. <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch. John and Grand Ledge studs the Red Wings beating Montreal. And before that, Chicago duds Aaron Glenn. I think he's the weak link for the Lions. You know what, man? I agree with you. I don't want to fire him in the season, though, because I don't think that makes a damn bit of difference. But I think it's pretty clear the Lions need a new direction and vision on defense this offseason. Because outside of like a six-game stretch, Aaron Glenn's defenses for the, for the Lions have all been awful. And what really got him a ton of capital to play with this year was how they played in the opener at Kansas City. Uh, did you see how Green Bay's sorry defense handled Kansas City last night? That's not a good offense anymore. They might have the best player ever, but he can't do it on its own. This is football, not basketball. What I'm saying is, the longer the season goes on, the more it invalidates the impressiveness of the Lions' defensive performance in week one at Kansas City. And then uh, Freeberg, the mayor of Holt, who's already been on the phone line today, says, who won the bean counter contest? I had 63. (laughs) Well, your timing couldn't be more impeccable because it was 34-31 Washington, My public school math says that's 65. And why is the timing impeccable? Because we have on the line now the reigning bean counter contest champion. And that, of course, is Dan in Delta Township. Congratulations, Dan. How does it feel?
6: Well, that's quite an intro, Brandon. How are you doing today?
3: (laughs) Well, I'm not doing as well as you winning the bean counter contest.
6: Yeah, well, I didn't uh, – if the game was going to be that high of scoring, I thought Oregon was probably going to win it, but I guess that's why they – you know, that's uh, – that's. I was wrong, I guess.
3: Me too. I thought Oregon was going to pound them, but I got to – like, I got to say, I think Washington – I'm back to where I was like two weeks the, – the two weeks after they beat Oregon the first time. If Washington has the ball last and they – at worst, are trailing by six points, they're going to win the game because yeah. <laughs> Pennix is too yeah. good. And then on top of it, it's really unfair. He has three NFL wide receivers and a good offensive line. It's just not fair. Yep. yep,
6: yep. So I'll um, I'll give you my you know studs and duds. I uh, don't put me in that drawing since I won the, the being. Wow, you I'm are
3: such up. a gracious winner. But continue.
6: <laughs> well, well, I'll give the studs to the. Uh, The Lions were recovering from their Thanksgiving Day loss. And then, not necessarily my duds per se, but it seems like it's everyone else's duds is the uh, college football playoff committee for for a variety of reasons.
3: (laughs) Okay. Do you think they got it right, the four, or what?
6: You know, I hate to be, I'm not a, a lawyer, but I try to follow language as close as possible. The criteria is, quote, It's not the four most deserving teams, it's the four best teams, and I guess that was their opinion.
3: (laughs) Right, it was. Do you think they are the four best teams? I'm not trying to post you up, I just wonder.
6: You know, they may be, they may or may not be. I'm I'm biased because I'm a Nick Saban fan, so I'm an Alabama fan. I root for them every game except the two that they've played against Michigan State during his tenure. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, if I'm a Florida State fan, I would be upset, but... Florida State probably should have, and it may or may not have made any difference, but I would have went for more more points against Louisville, quite frankly, because Louisville didn't look very good to me.
3: I watched that whole game, Dan, and it's not like they weren't trying. They just are so bad on offense without Jordan Trapp, because Louisville's defense is not good. It's barely top yeah. half of the country pass defense. They just can't, and, and the thing is, they still have weapons. They've got... Uh, obviously keon coleman but then they have that 6-8 johnny wilson on the edge and trey benson is an nfl running back for sure and they've got a offensive line although it's a little injured but florida state should still be able to move the ball they didn't complete a non-screen pass until like two minutes before halftime
6: yeah i didn't I, you know you're you're braver than i than i am brand i only watched the last few minutes and that was painful enough
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was brutal all right man thanks for the call i appreciate congratulations okay, thank you. um by the way you, you know the drill you can come pick that up you know how to get here and all that right
6: oh uh, yep i got two weeks is that correct
3: yep yep and between 8 30 and 5 you know where we are okay thank you very much thanks dan appreciate it save our uh, office people from having to call you and let you know that so for winning uh, the bean counter on friday Let's go out. Yeah, by the way, I watched the entire ACC title game just because I wondered if we were going to have this Florida State controversy. So I wanted to be able to say I watched the whole game so that I could you know, speak eloquently and from an informed position on this, which I understand is a very rare concept around these parts. But I did. I watched the whole game. I knew what was going to happen in the Big Ten game, right? Didn't we all? Didn't we really? It might have been a slower burn than anyone thought anticipated but anyway yeah uh florida state is uh oh boy let's just say uh doesn't exactly look like an undefeated conference champion on offense at least to the email before we get out for this segment the horse racing enthusiast formerly known as daily double now relegated to the boring moniker of steve from email says texas longhorns are my stud They looked so fast against Oklahoma State. I actually think they have a decent shot at winning at all. Uh, Yeah, I I agree. He says, again, plural, duds are the Detroit Pistons. It's difficult to use the word special in a negative way, but in this case, it fits. They are special. Yep, 17 straight losses and counting. Thanks, Steve. Another email here, beanie at wvfnam.com. Bashboat Randy says, studs, Michigan football, duds, Lions defense. By the way, the wife and I are going to the Rose Bowl. I hope you're going to root for Alabama. Otherwise, that's an expensive and long trip to watch an ass whooping you could get for free at home. (laughs) No, I mean, hey, you know, honestly, I felt the same way when State went to the Rose Bowl. I didn't go. Still kicking myself over that. But even if you thought State was going to get chased out of the Rose Bowl by Stanford, I, I think it was the right thing to go just because, you know. It's, it's an occasion. It's a rare thing. And by the way, that whole Big Ten, Pac-12, Rose Bowl thing is over now. Because reasons. College football, baby back after these words and Get your Detroit Lions pregame fix all season with Nachos and Kneecaps, the Lansing area's very own local Detroit Lions tailgate show. Presented by Momentum Health Center in Mason. Join yours truly, Beanie from Offensive Minded on the game 7.30am and Brock Palmbush every week about two hours before kickoff. We cover all the Lions' angles, player availability, matchups, outrageous Dan Campbell in-game decisions and audio, local ski mask sales, and everything else. Nachos and Kneecaps, presented by Momentum Health Center in Mason, is also brought to you by Miller Lite. On Classic 94.9 94.9 mmq and the game 738
1: got a hot take boom hot take offensive minded phone lines are open 517-300-4263
0: There's only one station in Lansing that you've depended on for sports for over 30 years. Some call us by our government-given name of WVFN East Lansing. You can call us by the name the people of Lansing know us by, and that name is The Game. 7.30 AM. Start your weekday morning with the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout. Middays with Mike Greenberg. Offensive-minded with Beanie Howell. And the huge show with Bill Simonson. We're a force to be reckoned with. We're Lansing's Only sports station. The game, 7:30 a.m. Sports, opinions, and you. The station Lansing turns to for sports. Turns to for sports. The game, 7:30 a.m.
3: Long break. Apologize for that. But we're back for the rest of the show here. We'll wrap it up after this today. I love that ESPN compelling NFL music. Hasn't changed in like my whole life. Still holds up. It's like the original Star Wars. Just immortal, baby. All right. Let me catch up on some some submissions here digitally. I'm going to go to the free game 730 AM app where Joaquin's beard in the motherland east lansing has messaged in and he says stud northwestern hoops for beating purdue dud the eagles i agree very overrated band how can you be considered one of the greatest classic rock acts of all time when you have songs called peaceful easy feeling or take it easy good pick mr beard oh wait he's talking about the philadelphia eagles ah well yeah as he says here dud the Philadelphia Eagles, who crapped the bed versus San Francisco yesterday. As for the college football playoff, walking Joaquin Beard walking's beard says, Sagarin' strength of schedule gives Florida State the number 61 SOS in the country compared to Washington's, which was fourth toughest, Texas' fifth toughest, Alabama's 12th toughest, and Michigan's 56th. ACC is weak, starting FSU quarterback injured. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I was... I was beating this drum a week ago Florida State doesn't belong in and to be honest with you I'm not so sure they belonged in before before Jordan Travis's leg disintegrated for all those reasons you just listed anyway it's uh it's over now it's ancient history so what's done is done doesn't mean we can't bitch about it though I'm gonna go to Facebook we put it to you this way on Facebook And you can find us there. Search Facebook for The Game 730 AM. Here's how I wrote it on Facebook. Who deserves a college football playoff bid more? Undefeated ACC champion Florida State, who's embroiled in exactly zero historic cheating scandals? Or undefeated Big Ten champion Michigan, who, well, you know. The comments? Here we are. Nathan says both. But the conditions that cause Florida State's undefeated season have changed dramatically. So Nathan says both, but then kind of hems and haws about FSU. Steve says Michigan is under investigation, shouldn't be allowed in, period. They will be stripped of any championship once the ruling comes down from the NCAA anyway. All right. You know what, Steve? That's kind of my feeling on it. Look, I was, I was never under any pretense, though, that Michigan was going to be disallowed from a postseason. I never thought that was reality. But just from like a common sense perspective, I'm not even getting into the magnitude of the cheating, allegedly, and all that. Nope. Just saying, like, odds are, odds are incredibly high. Now, you can't bet on this in Vegas, but if you could, if you could bet in Vegas on the probability, on the odds that Michigan... Is relatively hammered by the NCAA in this offseason. and I'm talking like a one year postseason ban, you know, severe scholarship restrict, uh, you know, uh, limitations. The coach getting it, multiple coaches really getting show cause penalties, all that. If you could bet on that in Vegas in one nice little wager, I bet the odds would be minus something very large, right? So with that in mind, wouldn't it make the most sense to keep them out because their appearance and anything that happens after is going to be erased anyway? Why then would you let them in? Especially if you're so concerned about Florida State being screwed. Simple solution, staring everyone right in the face. Nobody has the nerve or balls or brains to even call it out, let alone actually do it. Christopher writes on Facebook as an MSU fan. I say both Florida state and Michigan deserve to be in FSU was robbed. Ron says Florida state deserves in. Cheaters shouldn't be allowed any bowl games or playoffs. And they're going to have to forfeit the big 10 title and the rest of their games. Jeff, who pretty clearly is a Michigan fan writes 49 to nothing, Ron. Hey, look, uh, It's true, Michigan State was awful in football this year. Not sure how that's relevant, but okay. Oh, by the way, Ron, when you said 49 to nothing, you forgot this. An asterisk. Ray writes, Michigan should be... Michigan should stop whining about Florida State. The the do-the-right-thing crap is sickening in its hypocrisy. Sure, FSU fully deserved the playoff bid. The committee absolutely bowed to the SEC. However, the fake crying over it is ridiculous. If we're talking integrity of the game and ethics, then well, Michigan would have been really unhappy with that scenario. Smart guy, right? Sean writes, clown question. Okay. What does that make you? You commented on it on Facebook. If it's such a a clown question, does that not mean your response is a clown response, which would make you a clown? Sean, why take the time to respond? I know why. You Walmart Wolverines are as addicted to me as you are the school with which you have no corporeal, tangible connection. Your obsession with me is almost as integral to your identity as a human being as the school that you have no connection to. Randy says, ah, yes, all the greed has caught up to college sports, and now look at it. Pretty sad. Dave says, it's basketball season for you guys, and nobody's got it better than us. Go blue. Ooh. I don't know if you're going to be saying that here. Especially in three weeks. And definitely this offseason. Stay tuned. Okay, all caught up. You have a few, maybe one or two minutes left if you want to get into studs and duds. But I have to do that drawing pretty quick. Let me get out in front of this, though. I wanted to remind you. Thursday, come see me live in person at Alumni Hall by the Apple Store in Eastwood Town Center. We'll be doing a live show, 4 to 6, and all night there, there's a 20% off holiday sale on everything in the store. Plus, it's a Toys for Tots uh, drop-off point. So bring an unwrapped uh, uh, gift to help make some mid-Michigan area child's Christmas morning special. You can do all of that in one stop, including coming out and seeing me, posting me up, bitching me out, whatever. 4 to 6 Thursday, Alumni Hall in Eastwood Town Center by the Apple Store. 517-342-63. Caller, who is it? Where are you calling from?
5: Uh, this is Larry. Larry, we got Michigan like 15 fan, seconds. But, uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not a Michigan fan, but... Uh... I, I'd like to listen to other things besides you whining about Michigan every single day. Dude. Let me ask Let's you a question, then. Michigan. Let
3: me ask you a question, and I'm going to let you talk. But I just got to get the question across. If all I ever do is whine about Michigan every day, why do you continue listening? You and why? Oh, uh, you can't swear, man. Ah, Larry. Oh man, it was about to get good. Listen, if all I ever do is bitch about Michigan. Why do you listen every day? And how do you know that if you're not listening every day? And more to the point, if you really can't stand it, why are you calling? Why are you listening and calling, Larry? Now, I understand that's a very hard topic to tackle for someone with more teeth than synapses in their head, like you. But, Larry, come on, man. You can't call up a radio show and say, I can't stand listening to you bitch about Michigan every day and continue to listen every day. I appreciate you listening from the bottom of my heart. No bit, no shtick. That's the truth. By all means, keep listening. I'm just trying to help your hypertension, Larry. It's not healthy. Just sit back, and enjoy the show. I'm not a Michigan fan, but I'm going to talk exactly like a Michigan fan. Okay, Larry. You're worse than a Michigan fan. You're a cowardly Michigan fan. Just own up to it. It's cool. I'll have a conversation with you. Will you get dunked on if you start spewing cult talking points? Yup. So probably don't call. Appreciate you listening, though. Hope things get better for you, even though they're not going to. Have a Merry Christmas, dumbass. All right, uh, time for studs and duds. Who's going to walk away with that $25 gift certificate today? Let's see. Drum roll, please. That would be Jeff and Mason. Thanks for playing, Jeff. You just won a $25 gift certificate to the nut house of downtown Lansing just by playing studs and duds. And that'll do it for us today. We're back at four tomorrow. Until then, be safe and be good.